Modesto, Modesto, Modesto Reboot Podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Phasm, and you're listening to the Modesto Reboot Podcast. Today, uh, I have Fat One on the line from New Zealand, and we're going to get in and ask him a little bit about life in New Zealand. Welcome to the show, Fat One. Hey, hey, what's up? How's it going? Yeah, going good. Going real good, actually. Yeah. Cool. So you are, well, I know you're a full-time mural artist, but what what would you say your job title is? Um, I guess today, if I was talking to the general public, my job title would be just an artist. Okay. But I know that I, I predominantly paint murals. Sweet. So are you doing a lot of canvas work these days? Um, kind of like I, I do some canvases when they're commissioned, but I don't really kind of go out of my way to paint canvases. I mainly do murals. So I think we do about 98% murals. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I know that your, your wife paints with you a lot. What it, what would you say is the percentage of the time that your wife is painting murals with you? Probably 99% of the time. Sweet. So when it comes to our kind of partnership and the way we kind of work together on these murals, she's the one that designs up the murals. I'm the one, and we are the ones kind of discussing the concept, the ideas, the themes, but she's the one who's a bit of a computer wizard. And then when it comes to the execution, she does most of the mural, and I only really paint the bird. <laughs> <laughs> she does everything else, so but yeah, good team. So that that's interesting. Let me ask you this: um, When you came to Modesto and painted in the Phasm Creative Battle, did she plan that or help plan it? No, no, I I, I planned it myself really just kind of going on some of the like i do know how to do basic kind of things so with this kind of idea i really wanted to kind of use my graffiti background uh or my my strategic graffiti kind of battling ideas to kind of influence a lot of my theme and then also include the just the mural components to kind of execute it. Okay, so for the listeners um, in Modesto who have never seen the mural, it's down downtown on 10th Street on the side of the Chartreuse Muse Art Gallery. Um, and Fat One competed last year in 2018 um, in September. Uh, he was the winner of the competition. And if you, if you could uh, explain the meaning behind it, because when you explained it there at the competition, it was super cool. And um, obviously, I'm a advocate for graffiti art and murals coming to Modesto. But it's interesting having somebody from New Zealand come over and pay homage. And, and could you explain that again? Yeah, cool. Um, so the main features on the mural um, are the um, bald eagle and then the American flag. And um, kind of growing up in New Zealand, which is very far away from America, um, even from the West Coast, it's like an 11-hour flight. Um, so all the way down here, um, 
majority of the teens, majority of the young people were so inspired by American culture going back to the 80s um, and all the graffiti that kind of came on uh, through the media, such as uh, Star Wars and Wild Style and The Warriors, all the bits of uh, culture, graffiti, um, breakdancing, um, music, even the gangs, all got publicized and actually came down to New Zealand. And the guys in New Zealand saw what was on TV, related to it, thought it was also cool and wanted to do it. And so I'm kind of a 90s product of the 80s kind of guys who got into graffiti, got into hip-hop culture and all sorts of other cultures. And um, when I started thinking about my mural, I really wanted to pay homage to the American um, hip-hop culture that inspired us. It inspired people all over the world, but it inspired me and a whole bunch of others that really kind of took it and ran with it and devoted so much time, energy, almost going to jail, so on and so forth, to do this um, art form. So I thought it was only right that I go over there and um, and pay homage to the guys who I really looked up to and still look up to. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I really wanted to just kind of pay homage to the um, American culture and using some of the most or the strongest motifs or icons and um, and then add in the graffiti on the flag and going through the flag uh, because that's basically the birthplace of this culture, hip-hop and graffiti, or, or, or just graffiti, that influenced the entire world. So, um, yeah, and I, I thought it was the right thing to do instead of trying to think of some ultra-magnetic battle idea. You just <laughs> think of things that are um, going to pull on people's heartstrings, you know, more than, you know, trying to be the, the battle mural artist. you you, you got to think of a, another strategy and... Um, <laughs> And yeah, it ended up paying off. Yeah, and I and I I feel like you could have gone a, the complete other way and came over, and and did something super New Zealand ish, you know, and <laughs> you know what I mean, and brought your culture over to us, and uh, that would have been cool as well. I was I was super like thrown off guard when I saw what you were doing. I was like, oh wow, he's he's basically doing you know, the bird murals that you've been doing in New Zealand, but the American version of it. And I was just like, ah, oh, it's super cool. Then when you see all the famous graffiti artists names in their style and the flag, you're just like, wow, that's pretty cool. And yeah. And I remember when I um, first started talking with Ben work, um, dial 52 saves all of his names. Um, I, you know, I would randomly mention graffiti artists from over here and, you know, like yeah. maybe somebody from San Jose or something like that. And I would just mention them in a way that as if it was somebody he had never heard of. And he'd be like, yeah, I know who that is. And I'd be like, what? How do you know who that is? He goes, oh, we, we grew up watching you guys, <laughs> y you know, and I'm yeah. like, what? That's so bizarre. Like to think that, you know anybody was watching what I was doing or was looking up to the guys that I was looking up to. It's just, it's crazy. Cause it was, it was almost like a, a 
a peeping Tom, you know, it was like somebody's watching me that I have no idea that they're watching. <laughs> yeah. And we were really, really into it, man. Like anything that came out from magazines to um, books to anything kind of via videos, we would get it, you know what I mean? Or we'd try and get it. Um, and then it'll be distributed and, yeah, you know, we'll be studying it and fighting it and doing everything to kind of know more about this art form. So, you know, your name popped up in one of the books and you did like a 3D in it. And uh, and so, you know, I already kind of knew of your name just because of the 3D. Uh, I think that was um, uh, Graffito. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't into that, books, you know, so. and... <laughs> Yeah, but it don't have to be in a lot. You just just because we studied every kind of thing in person, we um we already knew, and you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's sweet. Hey, so do you have you have any other hobbies besides graffiti or murals? Yeah, like I do actually like painting graffiti. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so for me, I actually when I don't have any murals, I actually like painting graffiti lettering. Yeah. I love it. I still love it. Um I don't do it um for the same kind of motives as I, I had when I was a young person. But I just love the art form, I love the intricacy, I love the challenge, it's still hard. And um, and then I like just chilling out and doing something for myself. Yeah. Because I know a lot of these murals, you're t- you're constantly giving. You know, you're constantly giving to a city or giving to a client, giving to council or some sort of business, and and it's great. But I I, I kind of really want to just do something for me. So I, when I get downtime, if I'm not kind of doing something else, like. <laughs> shopping or whatever because i do like shopping um i actually like painting graffiti i really do so yeah um some habits haven't gone away yeah so you were were you born in new zealand yeah i was born in new zealand i was born in a a, a town called gisborne and uh, i'm actually an indigenous uh person of this country but also, um, my ancestors come from, I think it's Scotland. So I'm, I'm Scottish. No, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it is Scottish. Scottish Māori. So, yeah. Cool. Scottish kilt-wearing kilt guys and then Māoris who kind of wear a kilt and do a haka. <laughs> <laughs> Will you do a haka for the interview? I'm, I'm just kidding. Wow, (laughs) I have done hackers in the past. (laughs) If if you don't know what a hacker is, Google it. It's pretty awesome. Um, Yeah. And so you're you're how old now? Thirty nine, turning forty this year. Awesome. You're married, and how many kids? Got four children, um, ages eighteen, sixteen, fourteen, twelve. Yeah, boy girl, boy girl. You've done a ton of traveling. What, where are some of the? Can you list all the places that you've traveled to? 
Um, so I've been fortunate enough to travel to Australia, which is the closest <laughs> uh, country to us. Um, and then China, uh, Europe, parts of the US, uh, throughout the Pacific. Um, and the Pacific is actually, if you don't know, the Pacific is half the size of the planet. So <laughs> throughout the Pacific. <laughs> Uh, many of the islands, and so yeah, some cool places. Um, many more to go. So, yeah. Yeah, you were recently on a was it a TV show where they paired, yeah, paired you was, with the man. artist? Uh, yeah, it was an actual full-on TV show. So it was um, it was the production team that do Survivor, actual Survivor. And they put together this um, street art challenge TV series out of Amsterdam um, on the net, which got two artists, one from kind of a, a random place, one from another random place, bring them to a random place and give them a really hard brief. And they try to make entertainment out of it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think I was kind of too boring for them because I wasn't, yeah, I kind of am just super peaceful New Zealand guy chilling out with us, um, with Dan Kitchener, who's an amazing artist. He's English. He's a bit, bit of a perfectionist, but we, we weren't kind of like bringing any kind of, you know, juice to the show because yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. just like, yeah, man, whatever, bro, because I don't actually care. Yeah. I, I'm not like a narcissistic artist who's trying to make sure that I get my art really, really everywhere. I'm like, nah, man, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah, bro, yeah. <laughs> Just being a Kiwi. Yeah, yeah, bro, whatever, bro. And then they're like, damn, this guy's crazy. <laughs> and so it ended up being a proper TV show, like acting and stuff and walk back and then, hey, and then start these lines and, I was like, oh, man, I've never, ever done anything like this in my life. Wow. Uh, But it it was a paid gig, and it was kind of a cool experience. And, um, yeah, it was obviously um, an opportunity to go and paint something in Hong Kong. So Yeah, well, I was super excited. I was super excited to see you paired up with him because I followed his work, uh, Dan Kitchener, for a long time. And... I think what I like most about it is that you're the style that he has and the style that you have are so different into, I just wanted to see those two styles clash, you know, but both super awesome. Yeah. We kind of got there in the end. There was a lot of challenges, but I, I kind of knew kind of how to kind of weave my way in, uh, in a way that'll make his style kind of, you know, be like full on uh, he, he can't just do a couple of characters he needs like a, a bit of length so kind of gave him enough room to just flex and then I'll just come in and you know enough to just kind of support what he's doing and uh, yeah the two worked there's enough contrast there's enough story uh, and the wall wasn't too big so uh, yeah, it was enough for us both to kind of do something in two-ish days. So is there any other um, famous people that you've met in your travels or just in any point in your life? 
famous, 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 famous. There's quite a few, like, depending on who's famous, um, it depends on kind of what level. Because uh, the guys who I think are famous might not actually be famous to you guys too. So I, I kind of like want to say that when I was growing up as a graffiti artist, meeting a lot of the guys from America and from the and from Europe who were on the magazine, who were the top artists, they were the highlight of my kind of year or years, um, and they were the most famous people beyond uh, kind of your actors and so on and so forth. So meeting a lot of those guys, all the graffiti heroes and and stuff was actually, a, you know, super nerdy but cool as when you're growing up. And you, you, you may kind of have that yourself, you know, just kind of meeting like guys like Blade. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, my gosh, I met that guy in Dubai. And then in, in Futura, you know, just kind of hanging out with them, doing this project together. And I'm like geeking out. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> these guys are probably older than my parents. My parents are quite young. And, and it's just like, oh, man, and these guys are pioneers. And this guy basically became the most famous at this point. And this guy, he's innovative. I was like, oh. so, yeah. Many guys like that, um, yeah, they're, they're famous to me. Probably not famous to the general public. <laughs> oh yeah, I think I think the same way. It's like I would be way more excited as a graffiti artist to meet certain, you know, famous graffiti artists than I would, you know, a TV actor or, or you know, movie actress or something like that. And I I know that that is strange. You know, like I know that that's not yeah. what other people think like but i do you know like if somebody was into another culture or another hobby or something like that they would probably be just as excited to you know meet some you know famous person from their genre or whatever this is big earl matthews and you're listening to the modesto reboot podcast and this is reggie rucker and you're listening to the modesto reboot podcast and now back to Modest to Reboot. You mentioned your parents being young. What what was it like growing up? What were your parents like uh, growing up? Yeah, so I kind of grew up in quite a, hmm, I'm just going to be honest, I have quite a dysfunctional upbringing. So um, my mom was actually only 16 when she gave birth to me. And my father, he was 18. And so these guys are only teenagers. But, um, yeah, my um, mother and father didn't kind of stay together and I ended up kind of growing up pretty rough, um, rough, rough upbringing with a lot of, I guess, just kind of crime, uh, drugs, hustling. Um, but that was normal. Yeah, that was normal because, um, you, you know, you got to do what you got to do to survive. And then when there's no kind of other parents around you, you, you know, your mum's really making up for it. So, yeah, so times are pretty tough. I had a couple of stepfathers through the years, which were real cool. Um, but, yeah, cool. so, yeah, it was pretty interesting. <laughs> so I've I've actually been to your house in New Zealand, and it's in like a suburb. I would call it a suburb area. Nice house. Um how how would you compare 
Auckland to Modesto? I know there's a huge difference, but like, what what are the things now that you've been to Modesto? Things that stand out that are that are different between the two cities? Yeah, well, I like Modesto. I actually like it a lot because um, it reminds me of small town New Zealand, um, where it's kind of communal. Um, it's, it doesn't really have the huge hustle and bustle of the city. Yeah. Um, and we paint a lot throughout New Zealand in a lot of small towns, and we love the small towns. Because hmm. you're living in the big city, you know, it's a, it's a lot, you know, there's a lot of pressure, and and there's so much diversity, so much diversity, which is good. But um, just knowing, like, kind of small town New Zealand that takes you back, you know, 20 years, <laughs> 30 years. Yeah. Um, and it's just so, you know, so kicked back. And I think that's kind of a similar feel as getting in Modesto. You know, it kind of reminds me of Hamilton, which is just an hour and a bit, you know, south of Auckland. And um, no, it's cool, man. Like, I really, really, really enjoyed it. I obviously didn't get a chance to see a lot of the kind of wider area of Modesto. But, you know, but people were cool. People were really cool. Do you, did you have a favorite part of uh, visiting Modesto? Um, you weren't here long, and I know you were paying most of it. I actually do. I actually do. And I'll have to say this because it sounds kind of really like minute, but for a guy from New Zealand eating Mexican food... <laughs> From a Mexican food truck is epic. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> we have a lot of we have a lot of fake Mexican food outlets that are just terrible. You know what I mean? They don't have a clue what they're doing. Yeah. And um, and it's always good to get it from the source. You know what I mean? The <laughs> OGs, the original. So to get it from a food truck, I thought that was like yeah, and it was so cheap. You know, like these guys back down here. You know they basically charged through the roof and you know a taco's super cheap back you know where the where the mexicans really make it yeah well so, yeah, not in yeah Mexico. that was cool man <laughs> but yeah you're definitely definitely not alone in um thinking that the taco trucks are one of the best things in modesto there's so many people who move away and yeah. talk about how much they miss the taco trucks and yeah it's it's a huge thing in Minnesota. it's definitely not a not a minute thing at all yeah i think i'd live off them if i was in modesto if i lived in modesto whew, be eating a lot of mexican what so what's the food that you would go to in auckland um so if, because there's so many different cultures from your Asian cultures, your Indian cultures, you were um, big on the Indonesian cultures. Yeah. yeah, like we eat a lot of Chinese food. Yeah. Like I do personally. So if I eat out, I eat try to eat authentic Chinese. That's my go to. I love it. But because there's so much diversity, you know, you've got every kind of food joint you can imagine. Uh, like, you know, burger joint. Um, but yeah, my go-to is definitely some Asian dish. If I'm not, you know, making my food because I am a 
and Mr. Olympia bodybuilder. But um, <laughs> no, but yeah, so yeah, I love Asian. Sorry, so there's and we have a, a large Asian population. I guess it's kind of like the Mexicans over there. We got the Asian. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, do you have um, do you have a life motto or a, like your favorite quote or anything like that? Yeah, I do, man, and it is super cheesy. Um, but we've kind of been living off this kind of quote or motto or, or or saying whatever, but it is, we are really into dreaming big. Yeah. So I'm super into dreaming big and we encourage people to dream big as well. And we get people to dream, like we run dream workshop where we get people to dream with no money. So mm. we, we try to expand firstly the brain to just think, you know, bigger than normal. And uh, since we've been doing that, we've been doing some pretty amazing things. Even my wife wrote down on her dream list was to visit Paris and not pay for it. Hmm. And so we got, and we got that opportunity, you know what I mean? So it's crazy, you know, you just can't limit, um, you know, the uh, certain things. And this, this year, another dream is to run the New York marathon and, you know, I just keep kind of thinking bigger than normal. Um, yeah, because it just ends up being kind of boring. So I kind of like doing things uh, outside my skin sometimes. That's awesome. That's that's a great one. Well, um, yeah. if, if anybody listening wants to get to know you better, wants to see some of your artwork um, that you and your wife do, What's a good way for them to see your work? Cool. So we're on Instagram. Um, I'm Charles underscore that one TMD. And then my wife is Janine underscore Viva TMD. And then our website is charlesjanineWilliams.com. And uh, yeah, I think through Instagram and our website, you'll get to kind of get a bit of a vibe of who we are. Uh, yeah, check us out. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Fat One, for being on the show. Um, super excited about the artwork that you've done on 10th Street in Modesto. Again, for the listeners, if you haven't seen it, go down there, check it out. So happy that you were able to come on this show, at least, and explain the artwork to people in Modesto. Thanks again for being on the show, and have an awesome day. Cool, man. Thanks for having me. Follow us on Instagram at Modesto Reboot, as well as Facebook. Look for the group Modesto Reboot. Please subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend.